Not since the night of the firstborn of Egypt did the angel of death visit the earth. Yet his services were required again in the year 701 BC. According to Jewish tradition, the angel of death was named Aziel, and a night of reckoning for the powers that be was set forth. day of Hezekiah's healing, Rabshakeh arrives at Jerusalem at the head of a huge Assyrian army. Entering the city to demand its surrender, he was accompanied by his general and led to the road that led to the washerman's field, where he is met by Eliakim, Joah, and Shebna. Hezekiah listened from his window and watched the men discuss terms or the lack thereof. Eliakim, Joah, and Shebna, I speak to the people of Jerusalem. This is what the great king, the king of Assyria says. On what are you basing this confidence of yours? 
You say you have counsel and might for war, but you speak only empty words. On whom are you depending? That you rebel against me? Look, I know you are depending on Egypt. That splintered reed of a staff, which pierces the hand of anyone who leans on it, such as Pharaoh, king of Egypt, to all who depend on him. But if you say to me, we are depending on the Lord, our God, isn't he the one whose high places and altars Hezekiah removed, saying to Judah and Jerusalem, you must worship for this altar. Ha, 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 come now, make a bargain with my master, the king of Assyria. I will give you 2,000 horses. If you can put riders on them, ha, how then can you repulse one officer of the least of my master's officials, even though you are depending on Egypt for chariots and horsemen? Furthermore, have I come to attack and destroy this land Without the Lord, the Lord himself told me to march against this country and destroy it. Speak to us, not the people. We are the ones who you come to speak to. I speak to the people. Have you not heard what I said in their language and who they are? I do not speak where is your king. I demand him to come out and surrender like the insolent dog he is. We shall speak with our king, but do not speak to the people in such a way. Who are you? What God has fought successful against us? What is only to your master and you that my master sent me to say these things and not to the people sitting on the wall? Who, like you, will have to eat their own excrement and drink their own putrid urine? Hear the words of the great king, the king of Assyria. This is what the king says. Do not let Hezekiah deceive you. He cannot deliver you. Do not let Hezekiah persuade you to trust in the Lord who he says, the Lord will surely deliver us. This city will not be given into the hand of the king of Assyria. Do not listen to Hezekiah. This is what the king of Assyria says. Make peace with me and come out to me. Then each of you will eat fruit from your own vine and fig tree and drink water from your own cistern until I come and take you to a land like your own, a land of grain and new wine, a land of bread and vineyards. Do not let Hezekiah mislead you when he says, the Lord will deliver us. Have the gods of any nations ever delivered their lands from the hand of the king of Assyria? Where are the gods of Hamath and Arpad? Where are the gods of Seraphim? 
Have they rescued Samaria from my hand? Who of all the gods of these countries have been able to save their lands from me? How then can the Lord deliver Jerusalem from my hand? I will give you until nightfall to answer me or we begin our assault on this city. Unless you people stand against this king of yours. Once Rebshakeh and his men returned to their camp, Eliakim, Shebna, and Joah tore their clothes and ran to see the king, and the king was awaiting them. He tore his clothes and ran to the temple of the Lord. Come with me, men. We take this to God. Do not slow, do not break. We must go straight to the throne. Come, men. Faster, men. We cannot break for anything. This day is a day of distress and rebuke and disgrace. That's when children come to the moment of birth, and there is no strength to deliver them. It may be that the Lord your God will hear the words of the field commander, whom his master, the king of Assyria, has sent to ridicule the living God, and that we will rebuke him for the words the Lord your God has heard. Therefore, pray for the remnant that still survives. You stay here, men, as I journey into the temple. Hezekiah pauses at the temple doors. Disobeying the laws set forth for kings, he refused religious tradition and barriers to his own breakthrough for the needs of his nation. Risking his own life, the great king stepped into the holy place of the temple. My father, I have known you at a young age and I have always worshiped you. Here I am before you, placing before you our need and the blasphemy of a foreign king who desires nothing more than our certain death. Hezekiah continued to pour out his heart until he felt in his heart he broke through in the heavens and the Lord was moved on his behalf. Stepping out of the temple, the prophet Isaiah arrives to deliver the word of the Lord. Those words with which the underlings of the king of Assyria has have blasphemed me, listen! When he hears a certain report, I will make him want to return to his own country. And there I will have him cut down with the sword. Within the hour, the Assyrian army was no longer seen outside the walls. My lord, the Assyrians have marched away from the city. Can you and Joah find out where they are and where they're going? You are to keep an eye on them. 
Yes, my lord. You may take any horse from my stable. Do not get caught, please. You are my friends. Yes, my lord. Eliakim followed the Assyrian army, watching it from afar as it had camped outside Lachish. Another threat came to Hezekiah, who took the handwritten blasphemy to the throne of heaven. Heaven's answer would come in the night. Hezekiah's intercession had broken through and invited heavenly intervention. Lord Almighty, the God of Israel, enthroned between the cherubim, you alone are God over all of the kingdoms of the earth. You have made heaven and earth. Give ear, Lord, and hear. Open your eyes, Lord, and see. Listen to all the words Sennacherib has sent to ridicule the living God. It is true, Lord, that the Assyrian kings have laid waste all these peoples and their lands. They have thrown their gods into the fire and destroyed them, for they were not gods, but only wood and stone fashioned by human hands. Now, Lord, our God, deliver us from this hand so that all the kingdoms of the earth may know that you, Lord, are the only God. Eliakim watched from outside of a cave on a hilltop overlooking the Assyrian camp outside of Lachish. He was very curious about the commotion in the camp and how parts of the Assyrian army had marched west. He wondered about the confusion in the camp as he and Joah watched the largest army in the world settle in for the night as darkness set in. It's getting cold. It's unseasonal to be this cold and the wind is picking up. And my lord, look at the cloud overhead. The shading of it is under the moonlight is terrifying. I've never seen anything like it. I don't like this. Let's take cover and find a better place. This wind is intense. We are going to have almost buried ourselves to be protected. Remember the cave from earlier? Let us hide there. Joa, brilliant. Let's hide in the cave. We are further away, but we can still see their camp. Do you see the lights on the horizon? It's strange. The storm has lightning at the edges of it. The edge of the storm is firming up like, like, 
like a wall of fire. A wall of fire. Surely not. It is. It is like a wall of fire. It's stretching around the camp of the Assyrians in a wide arc, and it's even behind us. Jonah, this reminds me of the times of Moses. Look into the camp of the Assyrian. There is a lot of commotion, and they are moving around trying to figure out what is going on. See the riders heading out in different directions? It looks like they're scouts, and see how they are falling from their mounts as if they are dead? Strange. I think this is going to be a night to remember for the rest of our lives. Isaiah said they would never touch Jerusalem. No siege would come to the city. In the days of Jehoshaphat, three armies turned on themselves. It's happened before, even in the time of Gideon. Let us pray. This work is the work of our God. What is that? Footsteps. But from where? They are coming towards us. Into the cave. Further. Go. What is that? Do you see something? Do you not see it? What? The huge towering figure running toward the Assyrian camp with the flaming sword? No, I do not see anything. I hear dreadful steps of echoes within the earth and I can even feel the terror in the air, but I don't see anything. Hmm. They said I always had the seer gift, but I didn't expect to have it like this. He's holding up his sword and is about to slash. Ah, men and horses and tents are being hurled into the sky. The flaming sword slashes at them, and with each blow, more are hurled into the sky, thrown hundreds of meters away. This has to be an angel. It is an angel. What was the angel of death's name? Aziel is his name. Aziel. And this is none other than his work. What do you see? I see the fire enclosing around the king. I see the angels slashing again and again. The entire quarter section is disposed of. No one is longer living there. There is no movement. It's like he didn't require to slash them all. The wave of a sword is enough to destroy them. He is marching to the other corner where they are trying to assemble. It's horrible. A thousand men were thrown in the air and at that moment, he is slashing and is holding his sword with two hands now, about to drive it into the earth. Ah, and look how the earth shakes and they are thrown about like cordwood. It is a horrible sight. There is one remaining group surrounding what looks like to be Rapshaka. She's shouting at the angel and defying him. I can hear this. What is the angel doing? He's holding the sword right above Rapshaka's head with two hands and staring right into his eyes. Something exploded in the middle of the camp. Eliakim, what just happened? Eliakim, Eliakim, what is happening? Eliakim, 
thrust his sword upon Rabshaka, it was he and his entire division that exploded. Look, he is coming this way. It is none other than Aziel, the angel of death. Death has come to their enemies, and God has delivered us from judgment. God be praised, even the midst of this chaos, for he shows even his strength to the meek. Sennacherib may have survived the night of the angel of death, but more appropriately, he was murdered by his own sons in the temple to his God, the one he considered greatest of all gods. Betrayed by his own sons and his God, Sennacherib lay dead in the temple. His greatest achievement, a campaign that extended Assyrian dominance in the region, but also his greatest failure, for the greatest army the world had ever seen was no more meeting death himself in a single night. God's people would receive their healing. The nation of Judah would rebound tremendously. Eliakim and Joah would suffer a form of post-traumatic stress until the Lord delivered even them. But all would remember the destruction of Sennacherib's army, and no one in this generation could doubt the power of God. As for Hezekiah, he recovered his treasures and his dignity. Isaiah put back on his clothes, and they spent the next 15 years rebuilding their nation transcribing the words of God for future generations and worshiping day and night in the temple of the Lord. May the story of Hezekiah inspire us all to run to worship and run to the throne of Almighty God, to pursue the King above all kings, the King of kings and the Lord of lords, above all the works of the flesh and man's devices and schemes. May we learn and always know the Lord who commands even the angel of death for he is the true God above all things, and he is to be worshipped and worshipped alone.